It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle, our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN, and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to episode 243 of the three-point podcast. We're teamed with SkyMint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry, over 15 locations throughout the state of Michigan. Make sure you check out the SkyMint Reserve, the good stuff. If you're over 21, go online at skymint.com. Sign up for the rewards program. You know, they're the one stop for pain relief, help sleeping, or just to chill out. SkyMint's still offering the coupon code 3.20 at the Krona store for 20% off SkyMint products and its only new customers. Also, we're proudly partnered with Memorial Healthcare, home of the now Community Wellness Center. Sign up, get yourself in shape, and a whole lot more. 115,000 square foot facility features a full medically-based wellness center featuring state-of-the-art workout equipment, fitness classes, and an indoor track memberships also include sauna lap pool locker rooms private showers places just a gem for more details go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE our local partners also include az printing solutions man they're doing up some great stuff for us i know i've got some friends and family that are uh, checking out az printing right in the heart of downtown owasso for all your printing needs especially for uh, embroidery or silk screening Capital Sports Fieldhouse also on board. They're our sponsors of the, the Prep Spotlight, uh, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Well, fellas, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. It's that time to talk food. Who wants to start? I was going to ask, Ted, are you still on the, did you continue the diet thing that, you know, the contest, are you continuing that or is Thanksgiving basically going to wash it all away? No, I slipped, I've slipped up a little bit. I have to admit it. I had Come uh, on, man. Uh, you did well, the hardest well, part. You did the hardest part. I'm, I'm at this part. I haven't done the hardest part. You did the hardest part. Now you just got to maintain it. I mean, what the hell? Well, it's easier said than done, young man. Let me tell you. <laughs> 
especially <laughs> with that schedule. I haven't, slipped, I haven't slipped that bad. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I, I put five back on, but you know, oh, no. we do have the holidays coming up. So right. cut me some slack, man. <laughs> and mean, and you know that you know for typical people, the holidays means, oh yeah, I'm gonna have extra cupcake there. Or I'm gonna have a piece of pie here. <laughs> what that means for Ted, and this is literally a fact, he had ten pieces of chicken at Frankenmuth one year. So that's what that means. This story, you know, we we talk it about grows. food and Thanksgiving and stuff on the podcast a lot. This story is gonna, however long that we do this podcast, I think it's gonna come up every single time. It's not every day you ask somebody how many pieces of chicken they've had, and they give you a a, a, a truthful answer that is higher than uh, what two or three. And I'm not kidding you. I said ten. I seriously think it was ten. That's not an exaggeration. I'm kind of proud of it. I mean, that's that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, it is damn good chicken up there, Frank. Let's good. let's admit it, man. It's it's the best. And those are just small pieces. Come on, Jared. They're not that big. Yeah, it's not like a whole rotisserie chicken from Meyer or something. I mean, like you guys that. could put away ten chicken wings, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fair. Uh, when Thanksgiving comes around, it's <laughs> you guys know I go back and forth kind of on. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit overrated at times. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I would rather just prefer, you know, kind of what I would call like a fast food spread, you know, burgers, fries, pizza, chicken wings. Uh, yeah. But I'll do with Thanksgiving uh, meal. I mean, it's always so well cooked. I mean, we're I'm going to my aunt's this year. You know, there's always the buttered noodles. There's always the, the rolls. There's, you know, turkey. I'll have maybe one little sliver of turkey. Uh, I don't like to waste my hunger on it, um, but ham is usually my number one uh, go-to when it comes to the meats. It's funny you say that because uh, talking to some people at work the last you know few days or last week, I, I swear everyone that talked about what they were making, what they were saying they were making ham. Hmm. And maybe it's just different family traditions or whatever, but we always had turkey growing up. That's just, you know, I think that's the main tradition for Thanksgiving, right. but it seems like ham has like, taken the world by storm or something maybe Mm. maybe people are starting to get sick of turkey turning over to ham we always had ham on christmas yeah us too well in fact our our company gave away we had a choice of either a ham or a turkey and i i picked up a ham (laughs) that's unbelievable you're the number one turkey uh thanksgiving guy um well well speaking of that jared i mean this is the three-point podcast and, you know, we've talked about this in previous Thanksgiving podcasts, but we're going to do it again. But this time we're nailing it down. Three, three favorite items on the Thanksgiving menu. I'll, I'll start it, guys. I'll make it short and sweet. Let me throw out a disclaimer. Is is this going to be a draft? Like, for example, you know, we snake draft uh, top three each, like, and something's off the board. Or is it just flat out we each get to pick our own dream three items? Yeah, we've flat done our out. draft before. Three your item, your dream team, and it, it could be anything. It doesn't have okay. to be main dish, sides, drinks. If you had anything, yeah. you have okay. three things that you want to have. Three must, yep. three must things, and I'm, I'll start it, boys. And I'm right back to I got the ham from work, but that's saved for Christmas. It's in the freezer. Okay, I'm having number one. I have to have turkey, and it it, it has to be cooked right. It has to be you know juicy. Dry turkey is no good. I'll I'll agree with that. But I gotta have turkey. I gotta have mashed potatoes and gravy. That's one item. I'm counting that as one item. Mashed Wait, potatoes what? and gravy. That's oh, gravy. Come gravy on. Is one item. Oh, I thought you were saying turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy. Go no, ahead. Mashed potatoes and gravy. That's my second item. And pumpkin pie. Those are my three items. It's classic. I mean, that's just like cream. your that's your classic Thanksgiving yep. spread right there. 
those are those are all good. I've never been a big pumpkin pie fan, I don't know. but you know, I, I get it. I, I I can understand that. My three, you know, we'll go in I guess age order here. I'll, there we I'll go. go. Second, uh, my number That's one is cheesy. Table. Yeah, number one is cheesy potatoes and. It's, I know it's not, not everyone has that at their Thanksgivings. Maybe that's kind of a more specific thing, but Pretty my wife is making though. it where we're going this year and I've got to have cheesy potatoes. Just, I could honestly, that could be all I eat. Give me all <laughs> cheesy potatoes. Two is whatever bread, dinner rolls, or, you know, the grand's layered biscuits, or if there's like lemon poppy seed bread, whatever the bread is that's out, give me all the bread. And then number three, that's probably going to make Ted walk up and throw, throw get oh, up. Oh, I know what's up. coming. I know the green bean coming. casserole. <laughs> green green bean casserole. I will never have it the rest of the year. But for some reason, that's that one thing on Thanksgiving. I, I do want it. I, I like it. It hits the spot on Thanksgiving. Rest of the year, I'm good. Those are my three. Wow. Uh, I, I feel like you guys have kind of missed a lot of really good selections. I mean, Ted, <laughs> yours was yours was straight off of like. Etsy, like the typical like Thanksgiving menu, the first three items. <laughs> we are talking Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, that's fair. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Thanksgiving. Sometimes it's the best part about it, and the worst part is the tradition uh-huh. and some of the same foods over and over. Turkey, nowhere near my top three. Uh, like I said, it, it, I'm on the fence if I even grab a slice off the turkey heap uh, this year for my plate. Uh, I feel like it's just waste hunger. Um, so my number one, and this is an easy number one, rolls i mean mm-hmm. yeah you know they're basic they don't take much you just grab them from meyer you don't put too much thought into them but guess what everybody grabs two of every time uh and guess what everybody uh has on their plate no matter what whether you know whatever your race religion creed is you're always going to have rolls on your plate they're so good yep. butter warm it up a little bit or have it sit out for a bit i mean you can't beat it number two uh i'm going with what matt said i agree green bean casserole man uh it is so good i wish i had it more I'm not sure why I don't. Um, it's definitely, it's always welcomed at, at my uh, dinner table, especially my Thanksgiving dinner table. I wish I had cheesy potatoes. I don't have that. I mean, yeah. you sound like the the Thanksgiving dinner I need to find my my way to next year. Um, and then number three, I feel like I'm missing a big one, but I, I just got to keep rolling. Uh, number three, I'm going to have to go with mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, that's a great selection, Ted. It, you can't yeah. be um, it's classic. Narrowing your list down to three is, is very tough. A couple honorable yeah. mentions I'll just throw out there real quick. I mean, the M&Ms, you know, usually peanut that are <laughs> put out for while you're watching the first quarter of the Lions game. Usually that's where all my hunger goes anyway. So those are a very honorable, honorable mention. And when it comes to dessert, I'm not a big pie guy. So yeah. I've always just been, you know, give me the vanilla ice cream. Give me a little small sliver of whatever pie there is. Uh, and then just douse it with whipped cream. So those are my honorable mentions. I, it's amazing that M&M's made the list, but you can't go wrong. M&M's, it's, it's a classic little, you know, grab a handful and snack on them. Yep. The best thing about the rolls, and I'm just, I'm all bread. I, If I ever had to go no carbs or take some diet like that, I don't think I would be able to do it. You can, like you kind of said, you, you put them on your plate because you're going to soak everything up. Mm. If, you, if you've got the mashed potatoes and gravy, you know what you're doing. You're dipping that roll in the gravy. If you've got the green bean casserole, I know you don't, Ted, but you dip it in there. The cheesy potatoes, like it's just the rolls are so versatile. The one you, thing about it, though, it's the same with that any restaurant you go to where you get breadsticks. They fill you up quick. Mm-hmm. So I, I could definitely grab like four rolls or whatever the bread is. But the next thing you know, you're just full because you're filled up on bread. But yeah, that's my go to. You know, you were talking about my diet, but uh, rolls rolls are obviously <laughs> solid, man. Now, do yeah. you guys, this is, you know, I'm a hillbilly 
So, you know, when I, when I grab a roll, I usually grab a couple and I save that last one to uh, just scoop all the gravy and juices and everything else that's left on the plate. That My plate's as clean as can be. You don't even have to throw it in the dishwasher. It's so clean. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. That that does not surprise me at all that you are sitting there licking, licking <laughs> yeah. your plate basically clean. No, I can't wait, man. It, it really is for those like Thanksgiving. I feel like maybe in some ways is a little bit overrated as a holiday. I've always loved it because Christmas Day, you know, we always spend it just my, you know, my five person family, whereas Thanksgiving has always been, you know, my whole dad's side of the family. I've always yeah, extended. loved the actual holiday where we're all together. Uh, but it can be a little bit overrated sometimes. I mean, I feel like sometimes it just feels like another lazy Sunday uh, yeah. where you're sitting there watching football with a, you know, stomach full of food. But uh, those two hours that you're sitting at the, the Thanksgiving dinner table, I mean, they're probably two of the best hours of the entire year. Yeah. yeah. You know, and sharing family time, like you said, and the other nice thing that I would say it's not overrated, it, it's always on a Thursday and oh, yeah. you got that full day to enjoy family, pig out. Then you got a three-day weekend just to enjoy a heck of a lot of football. And, you know, we're going to talk about it in the prep spotlight, but, you know, we got great college games, but, you know, eight games down at uh, Ford Field you can't hardly beat that you know and i I, i've been there you know broadcasting games in my career this year i'll be able to watch them in comfort at home either way at the stadium or on tv it's just a it's a great event it's such a cool tradition and i know not not every state you know does it they have different schedules you know whatever they do like down here in north carolina their state finals were this past weekend um you know and Mm -hmm. and they some you know some states play them all over like they don't have them in one spot you know like like Michigan does at Ford field. I know some of them are up in the UP, but you know, for the most part, they're all in Detroit. Um, It's just such a cool tradition. Like I have vivid memories of being a kid when we used to go up North to my grandparents' cabin for Thanksgiving the whole weekend. And we'd all be playing out in the snow or, you know, like everyone would be doing all their other stuff, cooking food or whatever, but those games would just be on the TV kind of as like background noise. And I'd always like every once in a while, I'd stop and watch for a little Mm -hmm. while. I remember vividly uh, the the year Chesanine won. I remember watching them up there. Like I would, I would check in every once in a while, you know, because I knew who oh, Chesanine yeah. was. So like it, it's just such a cool thing on Thanksgiving weekend. Like you said, Ted, just turn it on, whatever yeah. the game is. Especially yeah. if there's a game you want to watch, then you know you you, you tune in. But it, Those- it's such a cool thing. And I'll, I'll give you guys props. You know, your your employer, Fox Sports Detroit or now Bally Sports Detroit, always like a top notch production too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love the, you know, I always love, we have all these different announcer crews. Uh, it's so cool to me thinking like if I was a high school player, you know, you have, you know, Matt Shepard, voice of the Tigers, who's calling your games. And you also have Dan Dickerson, you know, the radio Tigers guy calling these high school football games. I've always just thought that was so awesome. And yeah, I, I really do think we do a really good job, you know, putting on those games. Uh, when you're talking about, you know, the tradition of Thanksgiving and these high school games, I always picture, you know, they're synonymous with me, those Friday games with the leftover turkey sandwiches yeah. uh, and a bag of Lay's chips, man. I mean, it's, it's magical. Uh, yeah. And, and it is just a great tradition. I hope it never changes. I agree with you. And that, what's cool too, is both days, Friday and Saturday start at 10 o'clock in the morning, man. Full day. Full day. So cool. we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along, but uh, this gets us up to date. We want to be, uh, Tell everybody out there again, we'll say it at the end, but have a great Thanksgiving. You know, a lot to be thankful for, despite all the stuff you see in the news. You know, yeah. and I'm thankful for you two guys, man, putting up with me, you know, <laughs> this old fart. But uh, we're having a lot of fun with this. 
It is fun. And I know we've talked about it before, but you know, when we started this thing, it was kind of like, Hey, let's just see what happens. You know, we all like to talk about sports. Let's see what happens. And what we're 243 episodes later, we're still doing this thing, man. No. So definitely. I, I, I echo what you said. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and 250 right around the corner. I mean, we got to do something special for that. I'm not sure what, but uh, (laughs) that's crazy. 250 hours. We've sat, you know, whether it's in a studio or on this zoom call, man, I mean, we got to get a life. (laughs) <laughs> hey hey we somehow fit it in you know it's just like it's our uh, conference call every week right, right. Yeah. i like it so we'll keep it rolling and uh speaking of keeping it rolling we'll be back and talk some college and pro football right after this looking to buy items online go to crauctions.com all you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today crauctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to crauctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out crauctions.com today. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesonine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, guys, let me just jump in here. I know, Jared, you're going to just think this is the most insane thing in the world, but Saturday, right? Saturday, I have to broadcast a high school game. That's cool. Uh, but you know me. I, did, I didn't want to miss that Michigan game, and I didn't want to check social media, so I DVR'd it, okay? About, uh, about the third quarter of the high school game, Bart starts to tell me something on the air. He's saying, oh, I don't know. Things aren't looking so good, and I'm going – the, the cutthroat I was, <laughs> shut up i don't want to hear oh you're dvr in it are you so anyway you know i That's did funny. get home I, I got home my wife uh joined me we watched the entire game and we'll start right here with michigan i guess yeah uh unbelievable you know i am mm-hmm. so glad that i dvr'd it and didn't keep track of it on twitter and whatever yeah, I mean, people that watched it live, like you guys, had to be enthralled, maybe a little bit disappointed because yeah, they almost say, blew it. It was, more, it was more just relief when we got through that game. I mean, yeah. it was not fun to watch at right. any point. Well, I think I agree with you because my wife thought I was yelling at her, and I wasn't yelling at her. <laughs> and, and here this game's already, you know, three hours done, and I'm yelling at the TV, what's going on here? You know, I mean, players are dropping passes. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just – everything was falling apart. Corum gets hurt and they're losing. And I'm going, what is going on here? And I think I tweeted or I texted you guys. I mean, Oh no, it was in the instant reaction video. That was four hours late, but uh, (laughs) uh, I got to give Harbaugh a lot of credit for keeping this team together. And how many times have we seen failed fourth down runs in other coaches and other uh, aspects? And he says, Hell, I'm kicking the field goal. We're going to get the ball back, and we're going to win it with a field goal. And by God, that's what happened. Starting what a that. what a luxury, real quick. What a luxury to have. I mean, the best yeah. kicker in college football. Absolutely. I mean, you know, most most college. I mean, we see Michigan State. Michigan State. I mean, Jared, you could probably go out there and 
be a better kicker than what Michigan State has right Jeez. now. So to have Jake Moody, that makes it makes all the difference in the world. I just can't. I don't know what you thought, Matt. You watching it live and Ted on on the old DVR. I I didn't agree with that decision at first. I there was I just could not picture it working out as well as it did. I mean, defense coming in three and out, you know, not even sniffing a first down really. Penalty backed him up and everything. Perfectly executed Jake Moody, you know, first kick. And then J.J. McCarthy gets the couple first downs he needed to to get that second field goal. I mean, they executed that last three minutes outside of obviously just scoring a touchdown on the first drive as perfectly as you could. Um, That was the lone bright spot to me uh, of that whole game. The defense looked a little bit weaker than it has, you know, in a long, long time, especially in the second half. I think they gave up their first second half touchdown uh, in who knows how many games, I think six games. We've talked about it all year. Maybe it's time for me to just shut up about it. This is who this team is. I'm still just this passing offense. Just been so disappointing. I think we've kind of transitioned at first. You know, it's all on McCarthy getting ready. Now we've kind of blamed it on the receivers. I don't know who to blame. I don't know if it's play callers. I don't know if it's McCarthy receivers. Probably a little bit of all three. Uh, Do you guys think that that's going to be kind of the Achilles heel to this Ohio State matchup coming up? It could be. I mean, it hasn't been yet. And even when when Michigan's down, you know, against Illinois to their fourth string running back, a a walk on a fifth year walk on and Isaiah Gash, which all the credit to him for stepping up and making plays. But, you know, when Edwards is resting and then Corum hurts his knee and then even Stokes, the freshman who, you know, looks pretty good, he gets hurt. It just seemed like that this this was the game that, yes, like like you said, Jared, it was going to have to fall on J.J. McCarthy's arm or shoulders, you know, whatever. And he was just missing passes. There was a bunch of drops. They seemed completely out of rhythm. It was like, this is the one that it, you know, this, the one Michigan game, it seems like every year they have that one game where it just falls apart and, you know, they don't win it. But credit to everything you guys have, have said. I mean, Harbaugh and everyone and, and the, the gash, you know, the, the walk on running back and mm-hmm. JJ McCarthy for all the bad throws that he made. He did make the few big throws that he needed to make to, convert some fourth downs and you know the ball that he dropped the snap and his his knee was like this far off the ground when i mean it was just crazy like it it was one of those games you could see i don't know if you guys saw the video in the locker room they always sing you know hail to the victors in the locker Uh room the emotion harbaugh showed doing that you could see it was like that it was it was almost like the game of the season because you know if you lose that kind of puts a little yeah. bit of a damper on the game this weekend against Ohio State. But, you know, to pull out a win like that, maybe this team needed that. You know, health aside, hopefully, like, Coram's healthy and hopefully some other guys come back healthy. But maybe they needed to see that. Hey, man, you know, a team like Illinois, they punch us in the mouth. We got to clean some things up. But Hey, and that Illinois team is not yeah. that bad, man. Yeah, I mean, a solid team. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said last week, that was the absolute – epitome of a trap game and on top of that when you had all the injuries they had damn it i'm just happy as hell that they won that game it it really was i i mean during the game i was mother effing them the whole time saying how it doesn't matter (laughs) if they win this game ohio state's gonna kill us but what made me feel a lot better was ohio state not looking great against maryland i think it was just one of those weeks in in college football we saw with tennessee just getting railroaded by spencer rattler back from bed um tcu had to win on a last second field goal too yeah, right. So I just there. think it just kind of ended up being one of those things where, you know, it just, you had to survive that week. Uh, a lot of teams had a lot riding on it. And, you know, Michigan, Ohio State both kind of hailed business. I just wanted to shout out the one guy, Matt, you reminded me, Gash, a yeah. big time yeah. drop on the yeah. on the possession that ended up ha- us having to take a field goal the first time. 
Uh, and then he had a huge catch on that second possession to kind of redeem himself. That was so a fourth was, down catch too, wasn't it? He definitely did not look like the best athlete I've ever seen with my two eyes. <laughs> right. But he made the play when he needed to. So, uh, and he never expected to touch the field that whole game. But some injuries, you know, freed him up. So I'll, I'll give it to him, man. He need, he made the play when he needed to. And McCarthy right. had good throws down the stretch, other than the one he missed the tight end yeah. uh, on the yeah. corner route. But other than that, I thought McCarthy made some good throws and was pretty calm given everything that was on the line. I guess yeah. we we'll see. I yeah, was just going to say, I guess we see what's going on with Anthony, man. He also dropped a right in his hands touchdown pass. I, I just yeah. don't know what happened to him this year. It's kind of like what you said, Jared. I mean, it, it, we've all kind of said the last few weeks, I think we all thought this receiving room was going to be like mm-hmm. elite. And I don't know if it's because, you know, there's been such an emphasis on the run this season. They're not getting that many game right. reps, you know, in, in the passing game, or maybe they're just not as good as we thought they would be. You know, Anthony, I'm basing basically everything off, you know, his his potential. But that yeah. Michigan State game last year, last year, when he made the he made like three or four just fantastic plays as a true freshman. And it was like, man, this kid looks like he has it all. And really, he hasn't he hasn't really done much of anything this year. And that, that play right there is one of them. Like go up and get the ball straight yeah. through his hands. It was like, what are you doing, man? But you know, Ronnie Bell's reliable. Solid. Uh, you know, the, the freshman tight end Loveland who's come in and started to get more reps. He looks like he's going to be really good. So it's like, you know, they, I, I think they're good enough. Cornelius Johnson, you know, is fine. Roman Wilson is okay. He's fine. You know, it's just like that. That's what I, I wonder. I, I'd be curious if, they're trying to hold JJ back a little bit, or if it is like the receivers tight ends aren't really doing their job. I don't know. And they're just relying on Corum. I mean, all year they've been able to say Corum, Corum, Corum. What do you guys make of this Corum? Do you think he's, he will be ready to go? I mean, I saw he was handing out turkeys, you know, the day after his injury, he was being very, very vague and just saying, quote unquote, he'll be back. It was weird that he came in for the one play in the second half and basically was out immediately after that made me feel a little bit better that, Hey, this might just be something that he has to, deal with some pain and it's not you know we haven't heard that it's obviously like an acl tear or anything like that so i expect him to play but we're just pretty banged up right now especially going yeah. into the illinois game i mean <laughs> no schoonmaker no eric all uh you know donovan edwards is out for like the fourth or fifth game it feels like this year i mean let's just hope we're healthy going into that game i don't think we have a chance unless quorum's you know pretty close to 100 percent, especially if we don't have edwards back there yeah. at all. what is the deal with edwards what happened to him I, I saw something. I mean, I think he's kind of been banked up since yeah. I forget what game it was, but he had a catch, a touchdown catch, and Hawaii. he hurt a shoulder or something like that. But I saw someone say something about a broken hand. Oh. I don't know if, if if there's anything to that. Maybe this was just a hey, let's rest him so he's good to go for Ohio State. Corum, like you would think, if if it was a serious injury, even though his like like you said, handing out turkeys, his uh, charity is important to him. He's talked about that if it was like a serious knee injury, you don't, I don't think he would be out there right. walking around doing that. You know, he can limp around if it's like kind of sore, but you know, if it was like an ACL where he's going to be having surgery in a couple of weeks, you don't, I don't think he'd be out there handing out turkeys. So no. yeah, it looked like a hyperextension and maybe it was, you know, I've, I've done that before in basketball and that was, like one of the scariest things. Cause you know, your, you know, your knee hyperextends and you think like, I just destroyed I my knee it out. Yeah. and it obviously hurts. Yeah. And you could tell, man, right. I mean, it was his first fumble of the year. It took him hurting his knee to actually fumble the ball. He grabbed that knee immediately. And I saw, I saw Cheers. one of like Michigan super fan that goes every game. I follow him on Twitter. 
he said like you could hear a pin drop in that stadium when he was down. I, I can't imagine. I mean, mm. I, I was the same way. I I was yeah. working and the producer um, of the show that we were doing at the time are, are you know, covering SEC football and, and the other games. He's also a Michigan fan. He's He's from the Detroit area. And him and I both were just like, oh, my God, this was like the one thing, like anything else. Get a win and keep Corum healthy. And exactly. that was like the right. one thing that couldn't happen. But, hey, yeah. man, they got through it with a win. And you know what? It, 11 and 0 versus 11 and 0. This is, it's like, it's one of those things. Like, I, th- I think, Jared, you mentioned it like maybe a couple weeks ago that maybe last year we, we almost are like taking stuff like this for granted. Like, this doesn't happen very often. I mean, Ted, you can probably count on one hand the times that you've seen Michigan versus Ohio State undefeated matchup at the end of the year. Like, this, this doesn't happen very often. Doesn't this happen is, is very awesome. often, no. I mean, well, it was 2006 the last time. I remember that game very vividly. It was one against two. Yep. Was, had to do a high school game earlier in the afternoon. I think it was a 3.30 kickoff that year. And I watched it at a, an establishment down in uh, Highland, Michigan. Yes. And uh, what a game, but uh, yeah. what a disappointment, too. Yeah. <laughs> It was. I mean, just get your popcorn ready. I mean, I'm going to be working, but yep. I know you fellas are going to be, you know, eyes glued to the screen. I'll just have to live vicariously through you. Maybe I'll pull a Ted somehow, some way, turn off, you know, all notifications and anyone Good who luck. Sees it. Yeah. yeah, it probably is not realistic where I'm going to be, but no. Uh, yeah, no it's, one, it's one thing, thing, thing to do that for the, it's one thing to do that for the Illinois game, but for the Ohio State game, right. uh, <laughs> it might be tough. No, but Especially I where you're working. I remember, you know, last year, uh, Saturday night, after the whole state finals weekend was over, I remember getting back, getting my, you know, meal and watching the 30-minute, you know, game recap on YouTube. And it was probably my favorite 30 minutes of the year. So let's just hope there's another one of those waiting for me. Spread seven and a half. Already. You said it all year. We don't see what the big hubbub is about Ohio State. I feel like they're better last year. Uh, Maybe Michigan was too, but I don't know. Seven and a half seems like a lot of points. I know going on the road is a big deal. With all the injuries Michigan has, the question marks, you don't think that's a fair spread? Hey, I mean, I maybe, I don't don't think so. No, I really do think it's like, yeah, I guess that would be the one thing is the question marks, you know, with Coram's healthy, if Edwards healthy. I think this team's full, fully healthy. We're playing on a neutral field. I think Michigan should be favored. what, what have you seen, you know, dating back to last year, we saw Michigan kick the crap out of Ohio State. It almost feels like, you know, you know, Groundhog's Day again this year. But for whatever reason, you know, Ohio State's now seven and a half point favorite. Obviously, it has to do with the fact they're at home, but I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think the the C.J. Stroud is a year older. He's, you know, probably the favorite to win Heisman right now, him and Caleb Williams and and Blake Corum, you know, favorite to win the Heisman. But the, the home field, I think, is big. I think the, the narrative – which there's something to it, but the narrative about Michigan's week schedule has like, it yeah. like brainwashed everybody. Like yeah, there's other has. teams that have played weak schedules. Yeah. Michigan's wasn't very good, but you know, they've, they've gone through the big 10 now undefeated. Yeah. Illinois maybe was a little overranked. Penn state's going to end up top 10, you know, unless Michigan state upsets them. So, I mean, Michigan still played a good schedule. Maybe they think Ohio state, you know, has had t- tougher competition. They're beating everyone by 30 basically. You know, so maybe that that's part of it. But I just I, I don't know. I, I think if if we play our game, obviously, the big thing is the health. If Corum and Edwards can play, I think that's key. Obviously, that's, that's not that's not some big old hot take like they, <laughs> they need to be out there playing, uh, you know, for Michigan to have a chance. Unless J.J. Jared, you said you've been waiting for it every week. Unless McCarthy has like his career day and, you know, throws for 300 yards or something crazy. But it, it's right. going to be awesome. And, you know. 
is it a coin flip game? I don't know. I, I, I've been saying that all year. I think it's a coin flip. I, I honestly, I, I'm pretty confident in Michigan. I feel like if if Michigan plays their game, they should be fine. But you know, we'll see because anything can happen in those games. I'm going to be over in Tennessee. We're going over to my my wife's family is over there, and um, one of the guys, my brother-in-law, is a Michigan fan, so it's easy to convince him to watch it. He's not as like big into it right. as I am, but he'll he'll definitely watch. I'm considering though, like finding it's over in Murfreesboro, which is outside of Nashville. I'm I'm considering like trying to find a bar to go watch because you guys know how it is. Like, Oh yeah. There's, there's the one central living room TV where we'd be watching it. And you know, like kids are around and people are going to be trying to like, talk to me about like <laughs> life and work and stuff. And I'm going to be like, I just want to watch this game. Like, you know, I love you all. You're, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. But for these three hours, please just let me stare at this TV. Yes. And, you know, leave me alone. Right. Yeah, you may need to make like a, hey, I'm going to go on a beer run. I'll be back in a few hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It, no, I, I can see that. Sometimes it's hard, though, on those, uh, especially, you know, big, big, big time game like Michigan, Ohio State. I know rivals will have the audio on because oh, it's such yeah. a big game for us local guys. But, you know, somewhere in Tennessee, it's going to be on the side screen. There's, you're not going to be able to hear the announcers. You're yeah. going to be sitting, you know, way far back. I, I don't know. I think you just brave the elements and, and you yeah. sit and watch it with family, man. I mean, that's what Thanksgiving's for. Right. Yeah, that's well, probably what I'll do. Well, let, well, well, let's break it down real quick. I mean, Jared, you seem to think Michigan should roll them, or at least I'm not trying to put words no. in your mouth. But personally, I think seven points in Ohio State's favor is about right, especially where they're at right now. What do you guys think on the game? I think I, I think that's fair, just given the home field. Maybe seven a, a little too much, too but much? the home field thing I think is huge. I, I think mm-hmm. being in Columbus – revenge cj stroud and then the injuries i, I don't know yeah. if that's coming into play if yep. quorum can't play and it's, then edwards also oh they're in trouble i'm not i'm not very confident going in if they're out there uh, i i'm feeling pretty good i but so i like i i, I kind of said i i'm if, if they're healthy i'm confident if mm-hmm. it, it's all about who's who's playing if quorum right. and edwards aren't playing then hey man jj throw it 45 times and see what you can do right <laughs> I think it's this is the way I think the game will play out. I think it'll be very similar to the 2016 game. Uh, if you remember that, that was at uh, Buckeye Stadium as well. Yeah. Basically, my biggest takeaway from that game was I felt like Michigan was a lot better team. Just the 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 environment. If you remember, if you remember right, that was when LeBron was on the sideline dancing mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple bad breaks, you know, the JT short uh, call and all that sort of thing. So I think it will be a very ugly, close game, similar to what that was. And I think it's going to come down to, you know, like what a lot of football games do, just a couple of 50-50 plays. Uh, and unfortunately, I got a very bad feeling that Ohio State will make those, you know, mostly yeah. because, like we've talked about, it's going to be a home game for them. They're fully healthy other than in Jigba, who's been out all year. Uh, but I think Stroud, him being that much better than McCarthy, I just think that's going to be what really decides the game. Yeah, well, could be. Hope, the one thing, we, we've got a good kicker. we got Jake yep. Moody. That's, that's true. true. That Moody. Could, be, could be a weapon. If this game turns into a track meet, you might as well turn it off. If it's 14 to 14 at the end of the first quarter, we've seen how that goes. You might as well turn it off, Ted, uh, and, and go back to watch some high school football like I will be. Okay. I don't think I will, but nothing against high school football, but I'll stick with it, man. Uh, you know, before we move away from college football, Michigan State blew a prime opportunity against Indiana. You know, I know uh, Tucker's getting a lot of the grief, but, you know, a lot of people forget <laughs> – 
it came right down. He, they did give up a 17 point lead, but it came right down to a chip shot field goal to win the game in regulation. I mean, you know, people forget about that. I mean, that's not coaching. Maybe it's coaching of the kickers you recruit, but right. yeah, the weather conditions were bad and all that, but the game's over if he just nails that field goal from extra point range. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't watch any of it. I was keeping up on the score and, you know, stuff like that, but from the sounds of it and looking at the box score after the game, I mean, they just 100% blew it. Mm-hmm. Like 100% blew that game. They were up basically 20, 24 points at one point out, out gained Indiana by like 400 yards. I mean, yeah. they just completely blew it. And you know, I, that's fair. I mean, that is fair. But I they don't still could have won it. <laughs> right. They, right. They sh- it was a debacle how that game wound up. I mean, especially you know, coming down to that kick. I understand, you know, it was kind of a weird angle for the, the kicker, yeah. but you got to put it through the uprights, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what you got a full-time scholarship. Yards. Like Matt said, I mean, I, I can't make a field goal worth a, worth a lick, but I could probably make a 22-yarder mm-hmm. if, you, if you gave me a, a day to practice, an $80,000 scholarship waiting at the end of it. Um, yeah. So that's just an unfortunate blow, but guess what? It's, it is what it is. And now I feel like it's really jeopardized Michigan state's bowl chances, which for that's any true. program it is a big deal. I mean, you get a right. whole extra month of practice, you know, your players get to, you know, go to a cool spot like the Bahamas, get to post it for recruits to see, you know, all that sort of thing. Uh, but here's the funny thing. And state fans have been the first to say it, uh, you know, the season's over, we're on to basketball, we're on to basketball. They're going to win this weekend against Penn State. That's how this program has <laughs> right. always been, man. Where when you think they're out, right when you count them down. We saw it against Illinois earlier this year. They're going to find a way to win this game and still be bowl eligible. So don't be surprised when that happens on Saturday. They're going to get killed. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, if you think, I, I really don't think so. They got everything to at Happy for. Valley. Penn State plan for it. They don't care. Oh, boy. Penn, Penn State's playing to, you know, finish the season top 10. They can make a pretty good bowl depending right. on how things, you know, shake out. But I, I'm, I'm with you. This would be the game that – because Michigan State always pulls stuff like this under D'Antonio and, you know, Tucker's done it too, and right. you know, beating Michigan last year and stuff. They always pull stuff like this out. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Penn State goes out there and smashes them by 30. Yeah. You guys – we, we've, we've hammered on this a lot, but we, we don't need to go deep on it. So it kind of sounds like Ted. You you already said it. Was it a bit of a coaching debacle? Does this this season even altogether? You know, does it show that maybe Tucker doesn't have what it takes? You know, was it all Kenneth Walker last year doing everything? Because this team they actually did bring back quite a bit. Yeah. You know, they they lost a lot too, but they were they weren't expected to miss a bowl this year. Right. That's for sure. No, I, I won't go that far. I mean, it's just I look at it as it's a bad year. I mean, Harbaugh had a bad year. I mean, you know, they, it happens, yeah. uh, but it remains to be seen too. It's not a, it's not a good look. And next year's the telltale year, really, when you think about right. it, they, right. if they bounce back and have a, you know, an eight, nine win season, maybe, you know, maybe beat Michigan. You never know, but uh, I don't think, but right. uh, it, it's a fair question you have though. I mean, it really is, you yeah. know, this is, you know, he got paid the big money and, if they don't make a bowl game, that certainly doesn't look good on the resume. And, and here's my, you know, a lot of the times I'll be the first one to come at Mel Tucker. Dude, I mean, you put your team up 17 points. Find, the players at some point got to find a way to win that game, yeah. especially the offense, man. Just get it string together a few first downs, put the game away. Shouldn't come right. down to some kicker's leg, given the fact you're up by 17. You know, obviously you can point to play calls or this or that, but. The end of the day, man, those he, he's not on the field. Make some right. plays, Wayne Thorne. Put the game away. Well, it's not even Thorne. I mean, they gave up some big plays too defensively. Seventy-nine yard run, eighty-eight yard kickoff return. I mean, you know, special teams hurt him as well. So, 
I guess that's enough uh, on Michigan State. Hopefully they can prove me wrong against Penn State, but I don't think <laughs> so. Let's uh let's slide over to uh a team on a three-game winning streak. The Lions. The Detroit Lions. I'm I'm curious to hear if if Jared, if you're still on the side uh, of they they shouldn't be winning these games because I'm going to basically repeat everything I said last week. <laughs> you have to keep winning games. I don't care if this is all for nothing and they don't even make the playoffs and they end up, you know, basically at the seven, eight win mark that the lions always end up. You have like, look at the locker room after this game. You you said it last week, Ted, they are still together. Yes. Dan Campbell still has these guys playing hard. The players look like they, they want to actually play for the lions. You know, Jamal Williams is out there, you know, crushing it, leading the league in touchdown, rushing touchdowns. Amazing. Aiden Hutchinson's looking like not just the defensive player of the year, possibly, or the rookie defensive player of the year. He could possibly be up for the, like the actual defensive player of the year award. And, you know, something is like happening, you know, they're, they're playing really well ever since they traded TJ Hawkinson, which is kind of weird. They're actually playing a lot better. And I think it's just the winning winning cures all because if they would have lost these games, we know what would be happening that everything would be falling apart and it'd be, you know, fire Dan Campbell and everything. You win these games and even on some shows, talk shows, they're starting to say, if the lions beat the bills on Thanksgiving, look out, they might, you know, be tough down the stretch. So all the positive juju for winning these games for the lions. Exactly. I said it, you know, last week I said, you know, if they beat the giants, then then I'm, then I'm intrigued. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's the old Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jane going chain at first you had my <laughs> curiosity but now you have my attention which is all you can ask as a Lions fan I've always said that just get us to Thanksgiving give us something yeah. to root for yes. something to watch on Thanksgiving that's what they've done I mean like you said if they win this game it is officially like what is going on with this team they have right. somehow turned into one of the top teams in the NFL they somehow win this game I mean they just beat seven and two Giants uh, they dominated games. them dominated right. them on the road <laughs> yes so yeah, I think we're all seeing the same thing. This team really seems to have turned a corner. Uh, it's a huge game on Thursday, though. Yeah. If they get their doors yeah. blown off, man, I mean, people will laugh at what they just watched the last three weeks. So at least make That's us true. competitive, you know, make us proud, give us something to watch. Uh, and at the end of the day, if, if Josh Allen just outplays you, it is what it is. But at least play them tough, man. Yeah. I say go for the win. Well, win. Yeah. Go win. You know, they'll be they'll be a national. You know, you're already saying, Matt, they're they're talking about the Lions now, the three game winning streak. You know, some of the uh, experts out there just think if they beat the Bills national televised game on Thanksgiving and a four game winning streak, this could be a fun end of the year. Would you say that if they beat the Bills on Thanksgiving, it would be the best Thanksgiving day? as a Lions fan that you've ever had. I mean, what else? There's the one year that, like, I think it was a meaningless game where Megatron had, like, an insane oh, game, like three right. touchdowns. We all remember that. And yeah. What other game would you even point to? I mean, oh, I remember well, I remember some uh, – I, I can't remember the exact opponents, but, like, Barry Sanders having big games on Thanksgiving yeah. and, you know, like John Madden giving him the turkey legs after the game and stuff. Yep. So I, I remember those. But as far as, like – for the team, you know, what it's doing for like playoff chances, this would be one of the biggest ones, especially against the Bills. To say yep. that they won, like you said, against the seven and two Giants, you know, a team probably going to the playoffs. And then if they beat the Bills, which a lot of people are saying the Bills are like a Super Bowl favorite in yep. the AFC, it, you have to start believing. And, you know, the thing that, you know, a lot of people were talking about, they should start tanking. 
And, you know, I'm giving you a hard time because you've, you've thrown that out, Jared. Dan Campbell was never going to tank. No. I mean, this this dude's coaching for his life, basically. Like, this this is almost like his last head coaching opportunity. If if he doesn't do well, no one else is going to hire him as a head coach. You know, he might get other jobs or whatever. Yeah. He was never going to tank. You know, he was going to coach his ass off until, you know, New Year's or whenever their last game is. So it's no surprise to see them still out there playing hard and him coaching like crazy. It was just all about if they could actually come together. The defense is actually playing pretty well. Yeah. Jerry or Ted, your guys that you're talking about all these rookies to build around. Yeah. There's some pieces. Kirby Joseph, another pick, you know, my man. Think about this, fellas. I mean, I got two, two thoughts. Just think how incredible it would be if Dan Campbell takes the Lions sometime to the Super Bowl, number one. I mean, dude, oh my. Well, we, well, we got to hope so, Jared. Come on. He's the head coach of the Lions. Well, that's that's, that's the mission. You guys wonder why I have to like have cynical. I mean, they've <laughs> won cynical. three games, man. They're probably going to get their doors blown off in a couple days. Well, you think I'm saying it this year? No. Super Bowl in the horizon? I don't. Next three or four years? Why not? Hey, Ted, Ted's been saying this for 50 years. Yeah, so but why I, not? Why well, not? I may as well continue it. it it's going to happen at some point. The right. Cubs, the Cubs, you know, reverse their curse. The Royals won, won the World Series after however many years that was. It's got to happen. Know, it's going to happen, happen one of these years. And now, if it's Dan Campbell coaching them, it would be incredible. It right. really would. And I yeah. got to just throw this out. Think about how well they're playing right now, fellas. And we did say, man, we would love to see this uh, hard knocks bump, which they blew that. But yeah. think about the four. They lost four games to four really good teams by less than four points. I mean, yeah. starting off the beginning of the season against the Eagles. The Eagles might be the best team in the NFL. They lost by three. This yeah. Lion team can compete with that yeah. roster they have if they're healthy. And yeah, and Jay. Jamison Williams has started yeah. practicing. Who knows what what they're actually going to get out of him? But if he can come back and play, you know that's good for the offense. Uh, Jeff Okuda, hopefully he's healthy. But you know the defense, they finally figured out how to use Hutchinson. Yes, you know, they were like they were just rushing him straight up those first few games. They've been dropping him back. He's getting interceptions, and you know like he's making plays amazing plays. I mean, they've actually figured out the kicking game a little bit. You know, that was a big issue earlier in the season. So, you know, they've put some things together. And, and Goff, I'm, I'm still saying it, he's just a guy. He's a solid quarterback, but he's playing fine. He's playing well. You know, he's he's doing enough to win. He's not losing them games. You know, you can say that. So, you know, they you beat the Bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jared. If if they beat the Bills, that's there you go. Like, All right. You know what's great? The Kool Aid gets out. Keep yeah. winning. You know what else is great is the fact that we have the Rams pick. I mean, no, that that yes. they're probably going to finish lower than us. I would. Mike. This, it's looking that way. So yeah. just keep keep rooting for the Lions, and more than maybe anything, just keep rooting for the Rams to lose. Amen. And that's kind of my thing. Uh, you know, again, I, I'm repeating basically what I said last week, but with the Rams pick and with the Lions, like. They've been tanking since forever. What's the difference between if they, you know, lose some games and they have the 11th pick versus if they win some and they have the 15th? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like for the most part, that it's basically the same. So you may as well win, win these games, make make some guys actually want to play in Detroit. You know, yeah. some free agents and stuff, and the and the players on the team. Just win, baby. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's get the Bills. Next stop. <laughs> All right, hey. I, that's good out. stuff, boys. Let's let's hope they get the win. We'll uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll finish the program with a little prep spotlight right after this. 
AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state of the art hit tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, guys, you know I had the semifinal game, New Lothrop and uh, and Traverse City St. Francis. And by the way, this portion of the program brought to you by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. It is the prep spotlight. Man, was it a cold, cold day up in Clare and a much colder day for New Lothrop, man. They ran into a buzzsaw, and I'd be absolutely shocked if St. Francis doesn't you know, win fairly easily against Lumen Christie in, in Division Seven. Just an impressive team, man. It looked like a... They look like a Division Three team, really, with wow. the size and speed they had. Well, first of all, I, I, I knew it was cold up in Michigan, you know, <laughs> seeing all the posts and talking to people or whatever. But when you posted the video pregame, <laughs> I was like, it looks like you're in like the Antarctica or something. <laughs> like, where are you at? You could see your breath. And I was in the field. press box. <laughs> it, was, it looked cold. You, it just looked it, cold. It but, was. No, I mean, we, we knew that St. Francis was good because of how they beat Ithaca the week week before. Yeah. But but we know we're we're, we're fans in New Lothrop and you know the head coach Clint Galvis on this podcast and we, that's a strong program for sure. So for them to kind of put a whooping on New Lothrop the way that they did, whew, look out. Well, like, and, and who do who do they play again? They play uh Jackson Lumen Christie. Lumen Christie, which is also one of the best programs in the state too. So they've already beat them once and new Lothar beat lumen christie so i don't know one thing i know that's good about these two teams is i'm pretty sure that combined they've been to the state finals i think 24 combined times Uh, so quite a matchup of two powers i mean d7 when you really break it down it's it's basically a four-man race every year no throughout jackson and uh traverse city traverse city st francis so it'll be fun to watch that one i mean the state finals we talked about at the very top of the pod It, it is some of the best football um, you'll watch. I mean, we love high school football here. A lot of people in the state of Michigan do. I mean, it's one of our big time things. Uh, and there's just a lot of great games to look at. I mean, Division One. I can't wait for this one personally. East versus West battle. Belleville, who won, you know, on in overtime last week, went for two. Uh, won the without game their head coach without on their Friday head coach night on Friday night. And I, I tell you what, I stepped out of our truck. I walked to the bathroom. I was literally thinking to myself, like, dude, if I was a player, I don't think I could do this. It was, it felt like it was negative 20 degrees. <laughs> Wind was whipping. I was like, yeah. I don't know how they're staying warm out on that field. Uh, but it ended up being an absolute thriller. Uh, they'll play Caledonia. He's got a stud quarterback, Nisa McKenzie. Probably got to go to Division Two level or maybe even up to like a max school. 
Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun to see that East versus West matchup. And then my personal favorite, Detroit MLK, Dante Moore, best quarterback we've seen in Michigan in a long, long time, going against the classic program Muskegon. tradition. Very strong, looking very good throughout the playoff run, Muskegon. Uh, so just a lot of fun matchups to watch. And, I mean, even if you're watching college football on Saturday, it's always great to have, you know, those high school games to flip back and forth too. Well, we've well, talked about, about the the west side of the state. I mean, obviously we, we hope that some of our mid-Michigan teams make it, not this time, but the, the west side of the state, five teams. I mean, you already mentioned two, Muskegon and Caledonia, Forest Hill Central, South Christian, who, you know, I have bad blood with South Christian. Right. And then a West West Catholic. I mean, yeah. it, it, the West side of the state is just so. And Grand Rapids Catholic Central probably is one of the best programs, and they ended up not making it because they got they got kind of smashed by Gladwin. But the the West side of the state sure has some some great programs, and there's obviously some some you know big ones in Detroit area and some other areas too. But for five teams in West Michigan to make it, that's just crazy. It's our, not friend, our, our friend Jason Hutton has some work cut out for him at, at Fox 17. <laughs> yes, he does. Well, you know, the West Side of the State, let's face it, in, year in and year out, that's the strongest hotbed of high school football, I think, in Michigan. You know, Detroit's awful good, too. Don't get me wrong. But right. there's always great teams and programs coming out of the West Side of the State. You know, I want to, you know, you got Grand Rapids South Christian, you know, your team you mentioned, Matt. I mean, Another great story out of the, the Flint Metro League, Goodrich, first appearance ever at the state finals. And they're on a bit of a roll right now for their veteran head coach. Be kind of cool to see them uh, win a state championship, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of first time teams there. Uh, I don't think Gladwin's been there. You know, but we uh, let me retract that. You know, there's a lot of teams that we don't normally see at Ford. Right. Field, which yeah, is yeah. all you can ask for, man. I mean. We, we, we love seeing the powerhouse matchups, you know, every now and again, we are talking about Jackson, Lumen Christie uh, and Charles right. City St. Francis, but there's something magical about a team like Goodrich who's never made it there. You know, they're getting the big pep rally send off before they hit the road for Ford field. I mean, you just root for a team like that, especially when yeah. it's, you know, near and dear to us in Flint. Yeah. yeah. Friday night, seven thirty kick too. That'd be a nice one to spend the evening watching that one on Valley sports and a team, you know, that I had a chance to broadcast that just kicked the living crap out of Fowler ugly. They're in the uh, Division Eight. I'm going to be interested to see them play again, taking on Ottawa Lake Whiteford. Always have a good program there. So, and, and the thing with Ubley, you know, and I love watching those D8, AD8, D7 games. The wing T, Ted, oh, yeah. you love them because you, you get there at 10 a.m. You're out by noon and you're yep. back at home for the for the Michigan Ohio State game by by one o'clock. Just catch up on DVR. Correct. Um, but no, the thing that's cool about Ubley, you know, they're kind of like the, you know, sort of the Buffalo Bills where, you know, they made it to the Super Bowl, made it to Ford Field so many times, just haven't been able to get over that hump. So that's yep. another cool storyline to watch with that one. What's the what's the one that we talked about earlier too, kind of before we started recording, Frankenmuth. And yeah. It, it's just out, Gladwin. Out, yep, playing Gladwin. And I, I was talking to some friends, uh, you know, Corona guys about all these games. We all still love high school football and stuff. It's just crazy to think about towns or cities like Gladwin, like Frankenmuth, not very big at all. And you just have these powerhouse programs year in and year out. And it just, you know, it, it does it come down to coaching. I mean, maybe even like New Lothrop, New Lothrop's a little big than little bigger than, you know, a couple of those towns, but is it just the coaching? Is it just, you've got that program in place year in and year out? You're, you know, you're running the same system all the time, but to think about, you know, I, I looked it up when we were talking about Gladwin, Gladwin's, according to the last census, basically the same size as Corona as far mm -hmm. as, you know, uh, population. And to think about, you know, the, the program that they're, they're building there. And then, 
you know, Frankenmuth too. You don't think about Frankenmuth except for fried chicken, you know, Ted eating 10 pieces of fried chicken and going to Bronner's and getting a new stocking and Christmas ornaments. But that's got to be one of the best programs in the state currently, right? I mean, Frankenmuth, what they're they doing. They got a lot of money in that town, man. Yeah. Right. No, it's definitely, there's something, I mean, there's something cool to be said. I mean, I love their football field. I love their logo. It's yeah. the classic, you know, the helmet with, it's just the Frankenmuth helmet which with the wings on it uh, mm-hmm. as their actual logo. I think that's classic. Uh, but I mean, their head coach, Phil Martin, what can you say? I mean, he's been there like, I think nine years, four, what, three Ford field of trips now. Hopefully they can yeah. get a state championship, you know, this weekend. Uh, and what I love the most about Franken with man, and we all can appreciate this uh, triple option heaven. I mean, yeah. pure unadulted triple option, midline under center, everything you want to see that we saw, you know, the old school Corona teams run Rochester yeah. Adams used to be a big time triple option school. You know, they've sort of somewhat gone away from that sort of like what Ferris does, you know, a lot of more of the jet, sweep motion that sort of thing not franken mode they're pounding right down your throat triple option uh and i just love watching it yeah you you mentioned it the the classic karana offense when you think of triple option i mean that that's karana that's that's you know what what we remember seeing back in the 90s or whatever that's such a classic high school football offense you know you've got a good quarterback you know you've got like one or two good running backs and you're going to triple option teams to death It, it is fun to watch teams that have perfected it it's Especially if you can mix the pass in every once in a while, yeah. you can be very dangerous. And, you know, to answer your question, in my opinion, about what, how these schools do it, it is coaching. The st- you start with coaching. You want a coach there that's there for a long time that builds the program, has the young kids want to come out on Friday nights to play someday. You know, they come right up through the youth program. It's it's just a seamless effort, really, yeah. when you look at the whole picture, and it all starts with a coach. And, you know, the great coaches, they have the big numbers and they have the good programs. I mean, that's, that's to me, where it starts. Yep. Yeah, it's got to yep. be. It's got to yeah. start all the way at the bottom. Yep. I know, it's cool. It, it's one of those, I, you know, I know you're not going to call a game this year, Ted, but such a cool thing. I mean, how, how many times have you, if you off the top of your head, how many credentials do you have for Ford Field? State finals weekend. I've, I think I've done uh, 16 finals at Ford Field or Ford Field or the Silver Gnome. Oh, okay. And then some high school uh, basketball state championships too. So I think 21 overall That's between awesome. basketball and football. So it's it's a thrill every time, even for old timers. It's fun to walk in there, you know, and you know where you're going. You know all the yeah. MHSAA people. And they usually, since we've done so many of them, they usually put us right in the national broadcast booth is where we usually end up. So I, I will miss that. But yeah. I'm not going to miss the Michigan Ohio State game this year. That's right. It's always just probably a solid food yeah. spread too. Funny, funny side note story. So I, I work with a guy. Um, he's he's from Michigan actually, and he ended up he was he, he went to high school in like the mid 2000s, but uh, so like a couple of years after me. But um, he ended up playing quarterback at Duke, so he, he's a pretty good player. I, I forget where he played in high school, but he, he said that his school was so small. They had to actually like multiple schools rented the area football team, right? Or sorry, the area football field, right, and that's right. where they played. Like multiple schools shared this one football field, so that was funny. But I asked him when he he won a couple state titles, and I asked him, "Did you guys play at Ford Field or was it still the Silverdome?" He said they played at the Silverdome, and he was like that. So then we were talking about the AstroTurf, and he was like, "That AstroTurf was terrible." Yes. We played. He was like, "We played there the last year that the games were played at the Silverdome, and we all got." Um, like a skin infection from the Silverdome <laughs> AstroTurf because we were rubbing on it the whole time or whatever. So anyway, the Silverdome would have been really, yeah, it, it would have been really cool to play at the Silverdome, you know, where Barry Sanders was running up and down and stuff like that. But 
Ford Field. It, it, it would be that's a cool venue. It'd be it'd be cool to play a game there. I will tell you this though, it, you know, I know we're wrapping this up. Uh, from for broadcasting a game, the Silverdome was second to none because they had yeah. that club level. That's where all the press boxes were. So it was we were just above the lower level. Ford Field, man, you're seven oh, stories yeah. up, it's, right? You're, you're in the nosebleeds. Yes, I when I actually checked that out the other the last time I was at Ford Field, um, and I was shocked at how high up they are, man. You're basically you'd have to rely on the monitors. You had to, yeah. That's how we did it, man. And you and if it was a delay, you were screwed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you'd look on the field, then you'd look at the screen. But uh, yeah, I missed the Silver Dome for a lot of different reasons. The main one, it was a lot closer to get to than having to drive downtown Detroit. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys. I think I think we made it through. Uh, you know, it's going to be a good Thanksgiving. I think we got a lot of great football. We didn't even talk about the other great, great college football games. Thanksgiving weekend is just so special, as we've already touched upon. Football, football, football. Do you guys? Before I wrap this up, I'm on my soapbox a little bit. Dickie V said the other day that college basketball really shouldn't start their season till Thanksgiving. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, 100% agree. I mean, we, we like some of these, you know, the Michigan state game on the, mm-hmm. the aircraft carrier and, you know, some of these Michigan won that tournament in the Bahamas or wherever it right. was two or three years ago or whatever, you know, that stuff is cool, but no, it doesn't feel right. I no. watched Michigan, you know, I've been watching their games. It just doesn't, it's like, I almost don't even care about these games right now because, yeah. you know, we're in the thick of Michigan football potentially winning a, a national title. So no, at minimum, after Thanksgiving, I'd even almost say closer to Christmas, mm-hmm. go like, go like mid to late December, you know, when you start, but definitely yeah. not but before Thanksgiving, these games don't even feel real. It's tough. No, they don't. I mean, I guess my only question would be, is if we back the schedule up, do we lose out of the Maui? Do we lose out of the battle right. for Atlantis? Cause what we talked about, those are awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's not Thanksgiving weekend without the Maui Invitational going on. So yeah. if that got shifted around, then I wouldn't be for it. But I do agree. There is something weird. And, and I'll be the first to admit, I think Michigan has already lost the game. I, I don't know anything about it. I know they got their doors blown off by somebody. But Arizona until, State. Until this game on Saturday is over with Michigan and Ohio State, I'm not even – I don't even care. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll catch up on that when we need to. Amen. Agree 100%. All right, fellas. It's been a fun podcast, as always, presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the Now Community Wellness Center. Sign up, get yourself in shape, do a whole lot more. Big facility, beautiful building, uh, full medically-based wellness center, features state-of-the-art workout equipment, all kinds of good stuff. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. We're also teamed with SkyMint Cannabis, Michigan's undisputed leader in the industry, many locations throughout the state of Michigan. Check out the SkyMint Reserve. Go online at skymint.com. Sign up for the rewards program, and SkyMint's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. SkyMint offering the uh, coupon code at the Corona Store, 3.20 for 20% off their products. Also, make sure you let all our other great partners know you listen in. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, uh, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. This episode of Three Point Podcast was recorded at StreamYard.com. Chi-Town going to be at Rivals on uh, Saturday night. Come on out, watch Michigan, Ohio State. Stick around for some great country music by the boys. And our next Z92.5 game of the week, well, it's basketballs. Friday, December 9th, Owasso at Corona will be our opener. So that should be a lot of fun as always. So until next week, so long, everybody. Peace and love. Be kind. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next time. 
Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease and every 90 minutes someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.